it's never too late to tell your truth. It's imperative that you tell your truth. This is my story. I need to get it out. Part of healing is talking. Self-growth is really freaking hard. I was a fucking asshole. Oh, are you taking accountability? No. I'm a wild child. We're already canceled. We're being honest here. Damn, we're official. Oh, shit. The Just Us podcast. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Hi. How's it going? It's a going. Yeah, how was your day? My day was good. Because you spent it with me. Damn fucking right. <laughs> we did a we had a good workout today. Except for I really hate working out upper body. That's my least favorite. Lower body abs. Love it. Upper body. Freaking hate it. I think it's because my ribs do this thing sometimes where they uh, <laughs> like to dislocate themselves. Oh. Um, so whenever I'm working out like upper body, I'm either really scared I'm going to dislocate my ribs or one rib or I'm just in a lot of pain because my rib has already dislocated itself. Yeah. So I just don't like upper body. But today was a pretty good workout. I yeah. felt safe the whole time. And then we had a really good brunch afterwards. Yeah. And yeah. Today we're going to talk about some shit as per usual. I have a lot of shit to talk about today Um, pertaining someone I used to date who we are calling Cameron. Um, I just want to put out there that even though Cameron was a very awful person during this time that we knew him. Yeah, I don't know what he's like now. We have no we cannot speak on who he is now. No. And that's, I'm leaving my stuff there. Um, he, he was pretty awful. However, I know a lot of people who know me know who Cameron is. And if you don't know who Cameron is, I know it will be pretty easy to find out who he is. However, if anyone is going to ruin his life, it's going to be me. I'm not saying that I'm going to ruin his life. I have not decided that yet. <laughs> Just kidding. Wow. I'm not going to ruin his life, but I do not want anyone else to ruin his life. I, I don't want any harassment, no bullying. Yeah, we're basically nothing. saying leave him the fuck alone. Just leave him alone. Do I wish a happy life upon him? No. However, I don't want to contribute to him not having a happy life. I think he will manifest that himself. I think that he is not in our life anymore and therefore it he doesn't need to be in our life anymore and no. so he doesn't need to be in your guys's life either so leave him the fuck alone and I'm we're not just going, telling our story yeah, we're That's not gonna it. go through this whole spiel every time we talk about someone i'm just saying this now because i know it will be really easy for people to find out who this person is and this goes for anybody that we end up talking about mm-hmm. because these are people that we've had experiences with but they're not in our life anymore and therefore we do not know who they are and we cannot speak on who they are now and we just honestly me at least i just hope that these people have gotten the help that they fucking need yeah um, but that's because i am working on getting the help that i yeah. fucking need and i just want people to do the same because what it feels good I, know about Cameron slash knew about Cameron he is not the type of person to admit that he needs any type of help well then um so I doubt that he that's has, his prerogative just like Britney he, Spears would say <laughs> maybe if he ever ends up listening to this episode that will trigger him to wanting to get help and maybe take accountability for himself and his past actions because 
that needs to happen but because this shit is nasty this shit is nasty you guys i want to vomit yeah so like warning i was really cringy during this so i'm expecting we pre-recorded this (laughs) yeah so i'm expecting our listeners to also be type quite cringy while also listening to it but listen to through the whole thing listen to the end because you know that's the whole point of this podcast guys let's go through our shit together yeah i'm i'm not happy with the people that i chose to trust and that's all i will say and let's get this episode started happy listening meow Okay, so I'm just going to preface this a little bit by saying that I was in no way, shape, or form a perfect girlfriend at all. Mm -mm. I was very immature for my age. Um, I think a lot of that had to do with all the drugs that I was on. Um, Definitely did not know how to handle myself in adversity. You, there is a lack of a socialization. Mm Mm-hmm um ease for you yeah um and And that was that was from sheltering yeah it definitely was but with all of my faults I still don't feel like I deserved any of what this person that we are calling Cameron had put me through I don't yeah I agree okay so I guess I'll just start from the very beginning. Um, Cameron and I met the same way Malia and I met. Same circumstance. He was auditioning for the same show that we were working on. And he ended up getting the lead role, which was partially my doing. Because um, the lead role was going to be between him and another person both of which could not sing for the life of them. And this was a musical, but Cameron did look more of the part. So within the vote of all the like crew members of who should be the lead, I voted for Cameron. And this was not your typical love story of he walked into the room and he caught my eye. No, he was a very average looking guy. But he was very social and charismatic. And whenever I'm in like a large group of people that I don't know, like in this case, those are like the type of people I tend to gravitate towards. Right. Because normally in that type of setting, I'm very shy and I have Mm -hmm. a bit of social anxiety. And he was also very cultured. He had spent some time being an exchange student in Italy. So he knew Italian, Mm -hmm. which I thought was really cool. But he was also in a long-term relationship with a woman who was much older than him that he lived with. So every time I thought like, oh, Cameron's flirting with me, I would be like in my head, just be like, Panda, what are you thinking? He's in a relationship with a much older woman. Obviously he's not flirting with you. Why would he be flirting with you? But then there was one day that 
I walk into a room and I see you and Cameron sitting down together having a conversation. I came and sat down with you and then realized that you two were having kind of a serious conversation, but you guys didn't like stop talking. You guys didn't tell me to like give you a minute or anything. So I was like, oh, okay, I guess like I, I'm allowed to be here right now. You were now. pretty trusted. Yeah. But the conversation that you and Cameron were having was about how he was not happy in his relationship and then I remember you just flat out asked him do you want to be with her anymore sounds about right and he took a couple of moments to think about it and then he was just like no I don't want to be with her anymore which then made me realized that every time I thought he was flirting with me he actually was flirting with me right because clearly he didn't want to be in his relationship yeah so that kind of gave me the green light to flirt back with him and then we ended up having like a cast movie night at one of the cast members houses and it was she was just like I'm having a movie night if anyone decides to sleep over that's fine and that night Cameron and I ended up being all cuddled up on the couch together the movie ended everyone had fallen asleep of course in typical 18 year old panda fashion i had taken an ambient to fall asleep (laughs) but that led to some other things what i thought you only did that with me on ambient sorry damn it's okay (laughs) now um why Time does the, the cat feeder always go off when we're recording? Because my cats need to be fed. Anyway, <laughs> nowadays you would be the only person I would do that with. Yeah. I actually no. wouldn't even do that at all. No. But if I were. Thanks. It's you and Max, my ride or die. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> She's Max over me. I will. Good. In this situation. <laughs> um. Anyways. Movie ended. Everyone ended up either falling asleep or going home. And Cameron and I were face to face laying down on the couch. That's disgusting. Never make that noise ever again. (laughs) Making out happened. Hands in places happened. And then the next day, I thought things were just going to, like, be back to normal. We would be, like, platonic again. It would be our little secret because he's still in a relationship. Yeah, he hadn't have done the breaking up part yet. He didn't break up with her yet, which was shitty of me, even more shitty of him. Especially because I, as I can recall, she didn't do anything for him to want to break up with her. He was just kind of over it. He had been in the relationship long enough. I know their schedules like weren't really matching up. So they weren't seeing a lot of each other. And I think his like the spark in their relationship just kind of ended. I think she also was ready to fucking move on and start a family. And it just, you know. He was 20. Yeah, he wasn't even remotely ready for that. He didn't even have like the typical experiences of like going out to the bar and having a good time and stuff like that so he definitely didn't feel ready to settle down and have kids or anything that's definitely the downside to having that much of an age difference Mm -hmm. specifically at that point in his life yeah like there's usually no problem with age differences like that i'm all for it but when when the younger one is like 20 yeah and they like you're 
early 20s, specifically after you turn 21, is a time that you... It is like people go to the bars. That's mm-hmm. what they do. That's what the bars are there for. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to be like concerned about, oh, I have to be home and take care of my kid. Yeah. But the next day, things didn't go back to platonic. I remember that morning we woke up and I had to go run errands and he came with me and his hand was on my thigh while I was driving. And so oh, I was my. like, That's oh, quick. yeah, I was like, is this like a th- a thing are we together now, now? Wait, no what? i didn't think we were together but i was confused because like I, in my head this was not how things were going to play out um but at the same time it made me feel good because i felt special having like the popular guy in our group like right fawn after me because i was living with a family who treated me like i was a burden every day and yeah. now i have this guy who in my eyes is really popular and he's like lusting after me yeah he's giving you the attention that you do not get at home Mm -hmm. and you certainly don't get from other boys yeah especially because I had just been homeschooled yeah I had just graduated from being homeschooled I hadn't started college yet yeah but yeah nothing nothing really changed after that we we um kept being flirtatious and Mm -hmm. like kissing each other when no one was looking (sighs) yeah that kind of stuff and um we I remember he had like messaged me like asking me to hang out and I was like I can't just be his side chick like that's not me yeah like I need to know my worth and I'm not a side chick so I messaged him back and because he was like you want to hang out tomorrow and I said that just depends and he's like depends on what and I was like your relationship status bum bum mm-hmm. and so that was when he ended up breaking up with his girlfriend, which I wish I would have known this back then. But honestly, there was no way for me to know this. And if you, whoever is listening, doesn't know this, I'm sorry to be the one to tell you, but you need to be told. If the person that you are into has no problem cheating with you. They'll have no problem cheating on you. Exactly. I think that is true for most cases i think it's true for almost all cases like at hey that i point, cheated but i cheated on tim and i have never cheated on any of the other people i've been with no but you cheated on tim with chad yes i did if you were in a relationship with chad i'm pretty sure you had would have no problem cheating on chad with bobby or someone like you know yes but the point is is that i was the just- point is <laughs> If someone is cheating on their significant other with you, I'm sorry, that does not make you special. Oh, yeah, no, you're not special. And I know that sounds so harsh, but you have to think of it as it has nothing to do with you. It has to do with this person who's unhappy and is being shitty because they are unhappy. And I wish I would have known this before. It probably wouldn't have changed anything because I was so freaking naive. But... Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that I wish I would have known that. Um, but even after he broke up with her, he didn't want to just jump right into a relationship with me, which I was kind of confused about because we were hanging out every day and acting like we were boyfriend and girlfriend anyways. Yeah. He just didn't want to make it official. That's confusing. He had told me he wanted to wait because he wanted to spare the feelings of his ex-girlfriend because he knew that she was still in love with him. Um, if that had any truth to it, it had one percent of truth to it 
because later I found out that he was sleeping with Portia. He was sleeping with Portia. Yeah. While him and I were hanging out every day, acting like boyfriend and girlfriend. But by the time I found that out, it had happened so long ago that like I needed to pick and choose my battles at that point. And that was not a battle that I chose to fight you know does that make sense yeah that was because there were plenty more battles that i chose to fight at the point that i found out about this yeah but of course after he slept with portia um he took me to the beach and it was like a romantic day and he asked me to be his girlfriend um there were definitely a lot of red flags that I chose to ignore due to my rose-colored glasses that I had on at that point. Right. Seems pretty age-appropriate, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I was 18. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember having big rose-colored glasses when I was 18. Mm-hmm. One red flag that he literally stuck right in front of my face, he told me that he used to lie all the time. And he had an issue with lying and not telling the truth. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. In my mind, I was like, oh, he's like taking accountability for his past mistakes. And because he's telling me this, that means that he's like better and he doesn't do that stuff anymore. Wrong. (sighs) Wrong. So then the second red flag that he had presented me with. Yes. Has to do with you. Why? Uh, good fucking question. <laughs> um, so there was one day we were chilling in my room, my bright pink obnoxious bedroom, mm. and he was on his computer. He was logging in to something, email, Facebook, I'm not sure. But when he typed in his password, I saw his fingers hit all of the buttons that spelt out your last name. Why? We're about to find out. Mm. So at the time, I didn't really think anything of it. I had no reason to. I thought it was a little sus, but I didn't say anything about it. Then something happened like a week or so later. I don't remember what, but I remember feeling like he was just using me as a rebound. I'm not sure why I felt that way, but I did. So I called you up. You were trying to talk me down, but you did end up telling me that prior to him and I being together, I think it was. It was. It was? Mm -hmm. Okay. You and him had had a conversation where you had asked him, when did you stop liking me and liking Panda? And he said, I never stopped liking you. Things that I block out. Yeah. Because it made me uncomfortable. So you told me that and I was like, oh, hell to the fucking no. Mm -hmm. I am nobody's rebound. I called him up and freaked out on him. Um, When I called him, he was hanging out with none other than claudia who we will dive into in the next episode um but basically called him up freaked out on him he came over i confronted him about all of that and i was like why would you tell malia that you still have a crush on her when you're with me and he was like oh like i didn't i didn't say that like I think she just misinterpreted what I was saying and it must have been a misunderstanding and I was like oh really (laughs) so why is her last name your password really (laughs) 
and he didn't know that I knew that your last name was his password. Um, so that kind of threw him off. But he was just like, oh, like all of my friends' last names are my password. Like so-and-so, his last name is my password for this. So-and-so is my last last name is my password for this website. Your last name is my password for this. And so because he like came up with that so fast, like I didn't think he was lying. Um, That's called pathological lying. Yeah, he was really good. I mean, I thought I was really good at coming up with lies like right on the spot, but he was really <laughs> fucking good at it. <laughs> um so that happened. Then he ended up cheating on me with Claudia, which we will talk about in the next episode. I forgave him. Should not have forgiven him. Anyways, we were good for a long time. I remember one day we were driving up to his house and for some reason he found it appropriate to tell me that and if if him and someone else that we knew, we'll call her Donna, um, he said if him and I weren't together, then him and Donna would have already slept together. Why would you say that to your significant other? Good fucking question. That's so, I mean, that's a lot of things. Disrespectful is like yeah. the number one thing. And he was like, oh, Donna and I would always have conversations of, hey, let's go up to the rooftop and you know, like all this stuff. And I'm like, I... I did not want to hear that. And that made me feel like shit. So, of course, Petty Panda wanted to make him feel like shit. Of course. So I was like, well, if you and I weren't together, then Chad and I would have already slept together. Which was a lie. Right. But I just wanted to make him feel like shit. Because when he had cheated on me with Claudia, Mm -hmm. I had hung out with Chad because he was going through a hard time and I was going through a hard time. And so we just decided to... Have our Go hard through times. a hard time together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but nothing ever happened with me and Chad. So then Cameron was really upset that I had told them that uh, that thing about Chad. And he's like, I don't need to hear that. And I was like, well, I don't need to hear about you and Donna. And he was like, well, that's different because Donna and I haven't talked in a while. And Chad's always around. And, blah, blah, blah. and I was like, whatever. Thought that was the end of it. Mm-hmm. But then he went to you and told you what I had said without telling you why I had said it. It's actually a regular thing that he would do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He constantly always... leave the context out and just be like, Panda did this and this and this. And I'm like, I, I, I don't know how to fix this for yeah, you. Yeah, I remember you came to me and you were like, did you tell Cameron that you and Chad would have slept together if you and Cameron weren't together? And I was like... Yeah, I did. But did he tell you what he said first? And you're like, no. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, that was just another shitty thing that he had done. But I think the shittiest thing that he ever did to me was what I'm about to say next. <sighs> oh, God. I, I always, like, have trouble figuring out where to start. When it comes to this. Yeah. But. I guess I'll start by saying that Cameron. Was not impressive in the bedroom. Wham. He was not impressive in size. And he was not impressive in stamina. So. 
he liked to very much overcompensate and foreplay, which is fine. I mean, if if you're not impressive anywhere else, then you better fucking be impressive <laughs> for me. But he very much overcompensated. And some of the stuff that he wanted to do, I was just not down for. And in hindsight, I definitely could have communicated that with him more. But I honestly think that he he definitely knew I wasn't comfortable doing something. Not to mention you were far less... Um you had less experience in the bedroom than he did mm-hmm. leading up to I that I was point. younger. Yeah, you were younger. I was not in a five-year relationship or however long that was that precisely, he was in. Precisely, um, I was not having sex before him. Like, I had had sex before him, but I was not. It wasn't, like, a consistent yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's part of the reason why he came up with this very elaborate lie that oh I'm about God. to tell you about. So elaborate. Cameron came to me one day and he said, hey, I have a friend. His name's Brian. He goes to CSU Fullerton and he is studying human sexuality. He has a thesis that he's doing and he needs like test subjects. Would you be willing to do it? And I know now that back then I was so desperate to be the hot sexy girlfriend I was young I was spending most of my time in the hospital because I was so sick and I feel like my identity was so centered Mm -hmm. into being the sick girl yeah that I wanted to have a different identity and cool sexy girlfriend was just what I wanted to go for I guess yeah I don't know I really don't know how to explain it but I think that is just like why I was okay with doing this So he was like, okay, I'll have Brian email you. This is the email that I get from Brian. Buckle up. Panda, my name is Brian and I'm an old friend of Cameron's and he gave me your email so I could talk to you directly about this project I'm working on with my partner, John Williams, for our human sexualities class. John Williams as in the composer for Star Wars? You know what? I'm not a Star Wars nerd. I, I, I've never, every time I try to watch Star Wars, I fall asleep. I just think it's funny that that's the name that he used because he knew that you wouldn't get that reference. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I'm working on my master's in psychology and one of the classes is in human sexuality. It's been very dot, dot, dot exciting class to say the least. This particular class is a two year class. One year is in lectures and such the next year is a large thesis. The project was outlined like this. Either alone or with a partner, pick an aspect of sexuality and write a full-length thesis on it. If you are doing this project with a partner, you must each turn in your own copy. Research subjects are recommended, although be wary of people's boundaries. Not all people are like those in this class. John and I decided to get a few couples and have them do particular sexual acts on each other and then write about it, making our thesis on the sensations themselves as well as how people respond to specific acts. Cameron tells me you guys are fairly kinky. By kinky, I mean not just missionary all the time. You are no stranger to toys and handcuffs and different positions and all that. Cameron told me that you were down to do our project, but I just wanted to talk to you personally, hear it for myself. 
that you want to do it. Maybe answer any questions you may have. Sincerely, Brian Jackson. So yeah, looking back on that email in particular, John Williams, Cameron tried to get me to watch Star Wars. I don't know how many times. I fall asleep. I'm sorry. Like Star Wars just is not my cup of tea. I get it, girl. That's what I'm here for. And he used that against me in this situation, I guess. Yep. Um, I think y'all know where I'm getting at. These emails are extremely fake. Um, I did not know that at the time. Um, Another thing looking at this email is I've never heard of a thesis project. With two people. Yeah, being done by two people. So that was interesting as well. But it gets worse. Um, I just emailed back saying, Brian, I'm willing to participate in your studies. What type of, what types of questions would I be answering and what types of sexual acts would you have us be doing? He said, Panda, awesome. That's great news. As far as what you'll be doing, we'll send you a bunch of cards with numbers on them. Each one will be a sexual act. They're fairly specific. Eat her out, only tongue. Eat her out with one finger in her. Eat her out with two fingers in her, etc. We went so specific because we wanted to know what each part individually felt like. Each one of these cards will have a number on them. You guys have to open them in the order they're in. We start with making out and progress to full-on sex. We also have things like make a video, tie your partner up, Leave a hickey on them somewhere, etc. I'll be sending you a small notebook. Really, I'll be sending them to Cameron and he'll get them to you. And after each card is finished, we ask that you then write down how it felt to you. For example, your card says, have sex in the arch position, which will be explained on the card. You would then have sex then get out your notebook and write something like, I liked it. But after a while, my legs started to hurt in that position. Oh, I do not have words. I only have uncomfortable feelings. But it was a really good angle for him to be in me. No! And I really like being told what to do from these cards. <laughs> That's just a random example. You can say whatever you want in the notebook. You can say, it was nice, but then hurt my legs after a while. Or write a full two pages if you want. We want you to be as explicit as possible, but we also don't want you to feel like it's a job, you know? It's sex after all, but don't be afraid to go into detail or use explicit words. We're no stranger to that in this class. Okay, this part of the email is what makes me feel so stupid for not realizing at the time that this was just a lie. Yes, but also at the same time, I wouldn't have even have picked up on that either at the same at at that age he says we're no stranger to that in this class we had one lecture with a girl up at the podium naked and we were discussing the pros and cons of different vibrators as they were used on her that is pornography and not something that somebody would do in that a college professor class. would be in prison yeah there that, are people who are under the age of 18 who go to school and take those classes it's just not a thing that happens no it's not um, and if it is, it needs to stop because it's fucking gross. It's not. It's not even a thing. It's not even a thing. Um, so literally nothing you can say could shock us. But back to the notebook. I just want to make it clear that it is not a job. Have fun with it. We want you to write down your experience as soon as you pull off of each other. Uh-uh. But we also realize this is sex and post-sex cuddling is a big thing. So all we ask is that you do it at some point soon thereafter 
so it's fresh in your mind. I'll be emailing you guys contracts for the game. It sounds serious, but I know, but two things. One, John is paranoid that say Cameron hurts you doing one of our acts and then you'll sue us. Ridiculous, I know, but he insisted. And two, our professor recommended it simply so that we have proof that you were a willing subject. We'll be putting them in an appendix in our thesis as proof to him, Brian. Okay, so going back in this email, another red flag was that he had mailed everything to Cameron. So Cam, so this email, which is what this email says, and which is what Cameron says. If these two people were buddies, yes, but Cam, but the but Brian was in CSU Fullerton. That's true. So that would but, make sense for it to be mailed to him. I guess so, but I don't know. It just kind of it. Knowing what we know now, it was just a way for him to get those things and say, "Oh mm-hmm. yeah, I got these mailed to me from Brian." Totally. And then after that email, I just told him like, "Okay, cool." And then he goes, awesome. You're a pretty cool girl. You know that? Mm. Honestly, I expected a lot of questions and concerns. But no, you're cool. You're down. Cameron's a lucky man. That's so gross. That's, yeah, it was really weird. Then there's another email. Let me find it. Oh, he sends us, he sends us contracts that look very unprofessional. Brian Jackson sends this email to both Cameron and I. This will have you fucking rolling. I'm already rolling. Gross. Hey, guys. I've had a few people question how long certain things are supposed to go for in the game. Also, he called his thesis project the game. Hmm. That was really weird. Yeah. Allow me to clarify. Blowjob. No. This is always until he comes. That's the whole point. Some cards specify a location, some a time limit, but the whole point is that he finishes. And if there is no specification, then I really don't care where he comes, to be honest. Eating out. This is a hard one. With a girl who comes, do it until she comes, or comes two or three times. If the girl isn't a comer, some aren't, then judge for yourself. If you stop, is she satisfied, or does she want more? Analingus. Oh my fuck. This is like eating out. Is she or he satisfied? Yes, then stop. No, keep going. So those are three main ones I keep hearing about. If you have any other questions, feel free to ask. And then Cameron just responds, thanks for the clarification, bro. Here's the thing. If you're studying this in college and doing a thesis and using subjects, wouldn't you use better terminology uh, than like comes? ejaculate? Yeah. Yeah. But he used comes and finishes. That's, well, that's, so. I, again, don't have words. I had totally forgot about this quote unquote, the game until just a couple months ago when you and I were planning out this episode. Yeah. Totally suppressed it in my memory. Then I go back and look at all these and I'm like, how the hell did I not know that this was all just a lie? Like there's red flags in this everywhere, right? I email Brian Jackson just to see what happens, right? Yeah. His email no longer exists. Of course it doesn't. I look up Brian Jackson on Facebook. Mm -hmm. There's one profile. 
um, says that he lives in the same town that Cameron was born and raised. Mm-hmm. Has five Facebook friends, all of which are people in the same town that Cameron is born and raised. Right. And his Facebook has not been active since 2011, which was when this was going down. This whole game was going on. Bitch, you've been catfished. I was catfished by my own fucking boyfriend. <laughs> you were catfished by your own fucking boyfriend. And I was, number one, too stupid to realize it. Had rose-colored glasses on, so I didn't... Nothing popped out at me, you know? Also, this was at the very beginning of our relationship. So I had yet to know things about him, like how he writes. How he writes is exactly how he how those emails yeah. were written. Yeah. A hundred percent. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that that's a story about how I got catfished by my own boyfriend. And sexually manipulated by yes. your own boyfriend. And also, I think he did this because... There would be some nights where, like, I just wasn't in the mood. Well, you know, that's normal in a it's relationship. so normal. But not to Cameron, I guess, because he would cry and beg. Which one's better, crying and begging or if you say, no, I don't want to, and they roll over and start masturbating? Oh, I don't know. Because that's happened to me before. I would rather him, like, go in the shower and start masturbating. Yeah, like, don't do it next to me. No, that's so weird. Anywho. I don't know, but I think that's also why he did this because in that contract that we signed, mm-hmm. it stated that we have to like pull a card and do whatever's on the card at least three times a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I ended up getting out of it. Um, we didn't get that far into this quote unquote game. Um, I ended up having to go to the hospital and then coming back and I was just like, my libido was really low. I was really sick. I was in a lot of pain. Yeah. Um, and then I remember getting emails from Brian Jackson that I ended up deleting of him just being like, what's going on? Like, why aren't you doing any of this anymore? And I just, yeah, I deleted it because I didn't want to be harassed by someone into having sex with my boyfriend. It was weird. Yeah. And also, if he was really that worried about it, he should have been contacting Cameron and asking what is going on with your girlfriend and why aren't you guys delivering on this project of mine? Yeah. So that's another example Mm -hmm. of how we know this is fucking fake. Yeah. Then months and months later, probably like a year or two later, a year later, Cameron took me on this really nice date to san francisco which was surprising because he didn't have a job at this time which took a huge toll on our relationship because he would just stay at my house all the time on his computer kind of like what tim did (laughs) with you Mm -hmm. um but he took me on this date to san francisco it was nice we had a nice dinner then he took me to a viewpoint and presented me with a ring oh was it a proposal it was almost like a proposal, but it was more of like a per-promise uh, uh, ring. A per-promise. <laughs> a per-promise. <laughs> um, basically, he took out this ring and he was like, this ring signifies that no girl here or in Los Angeles will ever come between us because we were about to move to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And it was like a really nice gesture, but I was like, Cameron, where did you get this ring? You don't have a job. You Mm -hmm. have no money. I'm surprised you even took me to this nice dinner. Where did you get this ring? And he was like, don't worry. I worked for it. 
And I'm like, working where? Because you've been at home on your computer. At your home? Yeah. And he was like, he ended up telling me that he redeemed it off of a survey website. Like he did enough surveys and got enough survey points and then redeemed it for this ring. Okay. Which was fine. I mean, it's not turning my finger green. I don't need a thousand dollars on my hand. Like it was a really nice gesture. I was happy with it. Right. Um, and so then he, um, we were hanging out one day and we ran into this guy that I went to high school with and this guy saw my ring and he was like, oh my gosh, that's such a pretty ring. And I was like, oh, thanks. Cameron gave it to me. And he asked Cameron like, dude, where do you get this ring? It's so nice. And Cameron goes, oh, I just got it at a, at a jeweler in my hometown. And I was like, bitch, what? (laughs) Bitch, what? Um, but I didn't say anything because I didn't want to embarrass him. But later I was like, why did you tell my friend that you got this ring at a jeweler? Right. And he's like, because I did. And I was like, no, you told me you got it on a survey website. He goes, yeah, like I, I got it from the survey website. But then I did some research and saw that the survey website orders the rings from the jeweler in my hometown. So I just like emailed them and told them that they didn't have to go through the trouble of sending it to me. And I would just pick it up at the jeweler. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's not how that works. That's not how that works at all. And I knew that and I knew he was lying. But again, I was like, pick and choose your battles. Like it, yeah. he's just telling this lie for his own ego, like whatever. Um, and so then we moved to L.A. Mm-hmm. because my dad got a job in L.A. And then Cameron had these big dreams of becoming an actor. If I remember correctly, he was already planning on moving to L.A. And mm-hmm. you were going to follow him. But then your dad lost his job. And then he ended up getting a do- job in L.A. Correct. And so you both ended up moving down at the same time. Correct. I think he moved like a week or two before yeah. my family did. Yeah. Um. So he had these huge dreams of being an actor just like every other person that moves to LA, but he made no effort to act. He was not going to auditions. He did not try to get any management, nothing, but he got a full-time job. So I was fine. Like I didn't care. I wasn't planning on ever dating an actor (laughs) anyways. Didn't think that he would ever even become one, but it was what was making him happy. So I was like, whatever. So he got a full-time job and he stayed with his grandparents at first because he just he needed a place to stay and his grandparents were like you can stay with us under the conditions that you save Mm -hmm. your money so you could get a place on your own um but cameron did not know how to manage his money and he would spend it right as he got it yep um he would like also do things like he would offer to take me shopping and then get mad at me afterwards saying that i spent too much of his money here let me spend my money on you okay but you're at the register with me every time handing them over your card i don't know what's in your bank account so be mad at yourself for not saying no don't be mad at me yeah um so then i ended up becoming homeless because my parents were being awful people um that's also a story for another episode but cameron did absolutely nothing to help me no he did not um finally my dad ended up like helping me by like getting me a hotel room to stay in and then all of a sudden cameron was like oh um i could pay for a couple nights in the hotel if you need me to and i was like with what money where is this money coming from why couldn't you have helped me before like i was 
again, story for another episode. We will get all into it. It was a very, very scary time in my life. Yeah, it was not good. Where Cameron could have made it so much better, and he chose not to. But then we got an apartment that was, like, a block away from his job. Mm -hmm. But we didn't have the... We didn't have enough for the security deposit. So Cameron went to my parents and asked them for $1,500. Wait, why didn't he go to your his parents? I don't know. He went to mine. Huh. He asked them for $1,500. My dad ended up giving it to him, made him sign a contract that stated he would pay, he would pay it off $200 a month until it was paid off. Right. And at this point, I was working part-time as a coach at, like, a competitive cheer gym. Mm -hmm. Was not making nearly enough to survive. But Cameron was like, you know what? You just went through something really hard. Your job makes you happy. I want you to keep it. So don't worry about the bills. I got the bills covered. And I was like, okay. That's a sweet deal. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, so he had a full-time job at a casino and then got a part-time job at Williams Sonoma, which is like, um, a kitchen, like a fancy kitchen place Mm -hmm. for rich white people. They have their own magazine. Oh, fancy. (laughs) Um, but the job at Williams Sonoma did not last very long because he was working night shift at the casino, working during the day at Williams Sonoma, was not getting enough sleep, ended up falling asleep at the wheel and getting into a fender bender later. Right. Kind of made me feel kind of guilty about it. Um I know like I definitely could have been doing more to help pay the bills, but at the same time he told me not to worry about it. Yeah. And then he would also do things Again, like, with the shopping thing, like, he would come home from work and be like, it's date night, I'm taking you out to dinner, let's go. And then after dinner, get mad and be like, we cannot spend any money for the rest of the month. And I'm like, what? You come home, you tell me you're going to take me out to dinner, you're ordering us appetizers and drinks and entrees, I'm going to think we're chilling, Mm -hmm. and now you're stressing me out, saying that we spent too much money. Again, I don't know what's in your bank account because you're not communicating this to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand it's none of my business. But if you're going to, like, stress me out after taking me out to dinner, it kind of is my business. Yeah. Um. And then he would, like, not be able to pay the rent sometimes like I remember he used to message me and be like how do I you're so much better with your money than I am which I mean yes I was but I was not great at least I had a like a system for what worked for me so I was like send me everything like what bills you pay and when you pay them or whatever and I'll help you come up with a budget and I did Mm -hmm. and guess what he didn't listen no (laughs) he was an ask hole yeah I'm sure But I remember there was one month he did not have enough to pay rent. And then our property manager ended up like knocking on our door and was like, hey, Cameron, I haven't received your rent yet. And Cameron goes, oh, yeah, um, I mailed it off. And our property manager's like, why did you do that? You know, you're supposed to like put it through my mail slot every month. And he's like, yeah, but I just figured this month I would mail it off. Hmm. And then when he did end up having the money, he handed our property manager a check and was like, uh, I just ended up like putting a cancel on that check because it was taking too long. Okay. Yeah. Um, so at that point I was like, okay, 
I cannot rely on Cameron to pay the bills. So it's time for me to just get a full-time job. So I ended up getting a job at the same company that Cameron worked for, mm-hmm. just a different location. So Got we it. were working at two different casinos. I was working day shift. He was working night shift. And after I got this full-time job, Cameron completely emotionally disconnected from me. He was gone, hecked out of the relationship. Yeah. <clears throat> and I knew this, but also I was really confused because he was still wanting to have sex with me. But yet, like, would not talk to me for the rest of the day. And it was really weird. That's weird. Um, And he would also, like, he wasn't very supportive at all. No. Um, I remember when we moved in together, it took us a while to get a refrigerator. And so we were eating takeout, like, every night. I had gained some weight. And so I got... um like a membership at Planet Fitness was going there every day, ended up losing some weight, getting back in shape. But I told Cameron, I was like, for this next month, I just want to go vegetarian, change my diet a bit, and then I'll figure out what I want to do from there. And he's like, you're not going to be able to do that. You eat bacon, you eat this, you eat that all the time. Like, you're not going to be able to do it. Um, Side note, I have not eaten bacon since. Yeah, you're, um, I think the only thing, the only meat, that you eat besides fish is chicken right yeah chicken yeah. and turkey yeah. um but even that was up until like a year and a half ago that i started yeah, that's eating new. chicken and turkey yeah, yeah you've been pescatarian since mm-hmm. then so right after i told him i was going to go vegetarian he took me to lucille's which is a barbecue restaurant oh house Good ears, Cameron. Good ears. So while he's sitting across the table from me eating ribs, I'm stuck eating coleslaw and cornbread because he really wanted to prove me wrong and I didn't let him. Um, He would also argue with me all the time, even though he knew he was wrong. Mm -hmm. Like I told him after I went vegetarian for a month, I was like, okay, I think I just want to go pescatarian because I don't want to eat a whole bunch of meat, but also sushi's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, well, you know, if you go pescatarian, you can eat chicken too. And I was like, no, pescatarian's just fish. He goes, no, you can eat chicken. And I was like, Cameron, you're bilingual. <laughs> what does pesk mean? Also, it means fish. Also, Google's a free resource. So look at the fuck up. And even after looking it up, he still was arguing with me. And his main argument was that a girl from work told him that if you're pescatarian, you can eat chicken. Is her name Google? I mean, I hope not because she's not (laughs) doing her job very well. (laughs) Um, Also, I was not allowed to be good at things that he was he thought he was good at. Also, everything. Yeah. (laughs) Like he um, he really loved cooking. Which I'm, I'm not saying he's a he bad actually, cook. He was, he a, was a pretty good cook, yeah. But I was not allowed to cook. Because, because that's not where your place is. No. Oh. He <laughs> had convinced me I was an awful cook. And that was just based on one time I took an Ambien and tried to make a quesadilla and burned it. Look, I think we all figured out what happens when you take Ambien just yes. from the first episode. Why do we expect you to be able to cook? No on one Ambien? is the same person and has the same abilities that they do sober when they're on Ambien. <laughs> yeah. I literally thought I was a pirate one time I was on Ambien. I, I remember. You really expect me to be able to cook a quesadilla while I'm a pirate no. searching for the booty? No. Not exactly. when you're searching for the booty. No. Uh-uh. Booty comes first. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So there was that. He would always try to bully me. And then after we broke up, like I discovered I was actually pretty decent at cooking. Yeah. Weird how that works. So weird. Um, he would also try to like impress me in really weird ways. He really enjoyed writing and thought he was really good at it. Oh, God, no. But I'm sure as we can tell from these emails from a fake person <laughs> that mm-hmm. he wrote he's not that great at writing but he presented me with a script and said hey I wrote this script a couple years ago I would really like you to read it and I was like okay got three pages into it and I was like does he not remember that he had me watch Stardust two months ago <laughs> this script was the movie Stardust Word for word, he had just changed the names of the characters. Neil Gaiman can still call that plagiarism. Neil Gaiman is correct. I don't even know who the fuck that is, but he's correct. Neil Gaiman wrote Stardust. Okay. Yeah. Good for him. (laughs) Um, So then, like, a couple weeks later, he found the script in my room, and he's like, oh, did you read this? I was like, yeah, I watched it as well. (laughs) Oh. And he just goes, oh, (laughs) yeah. Yikes. So anyways, those are just a few pet peeves that I had. I think they're pretty justified pet peeves. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so at this point, we um have, were living together about three months into it when he checked out of the relationship. And me, I needed to know why. Yes, you did. And here's the thing. In a lot of cases... I do not condone snooping like the relationship I'm in now. Like Max has never given me a reason to think anything is going on. I have never felt the need to snoop in his phone, in his any of his accounts. Nothing. Totally. He's solid. He did cheat on me in a dream last night. It's going to take me a while (laughs) to forgive that one. I'm working on it. It's a dream. It's real. I know. You once got mad at me from for not what ditching you at a concert in a dream. No, you went to a Lizzo concert at Disneyland and didn't tell me until you were there. You also let me get a tattoo on my butthole without talking me out of it. Oh my god, I'm so sorry for Dream Malia. (laughs) Dream Malia is not my best friend anymore. (laughs) Anyways, I digress. Um so yeah, he had checked out of the relationship, so I knew his Facebook password and logged in naughty well here's the thing you found shit i did find shit and i wouldn't have been able to accuse him of anything without finding this shit yeah so i knew i needed to find this shit anyways ladies and gentlemen if you snoop on your significant other um make sure you have a reason to do it first a legit reason otherwise that's really fucked up of you yeah, don't do don't that don't do that um Anyways, I went to his Facebook and saw messages between him and his coworker. You want me to tell you some of the messages that he sent? No. Too yeah. bad. Okay. Baby. No. Baby, why are you so sexy? Gross. Baby, you're so sexy. No. Baby, where are you? I want to hook up. Blech. Baby, promise you won't fall in love with me. You are not Mandy Moore from A Walk to Remember. No, you're not. She's way hotter than you can Damn right. <laughs> So, <laughs> Petty Panda being Petty Panda. Oh, and she Petty pit. Panda should have taken pictures of all these messages, but Petty's Petty Panda's mind was rolling. Yeah. Um, she was in shock. She did not know what to do. She had to act fast. Cameron was at work. 
Petty Panda was at home with the laptop. She had to do something quick before he came home. I wrote each inappropriate sentence that he had sent this coworker of his onto a sticky note and stuck them to the inside of his laptop. There were upwards of 40 sticky notes. Gross. And it was really funny, kind of, too, because her messages and response were not on the same level. Like, she was not into him at all. Good on her. Good on her. Like, he was like, baby, promise not to fall in love with me. And she was like, why would I fall in love with you? And then he'd be like, baby, why are you so sexy? And she's like, I'm not. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So anyways, stuck them all to the inside of his laptop, shut the laptop, put it away, and then I left the apartment. Mm Mm-hmm. At the time, I only knew two people in Los Angeles. Called the first one. It went to voicemail, of course, because it's like one or two in the morning. Right. Called the other one. He picked up. I was like, hey, where are you? I need to get the fuck out of my apartment. He was at someone else's house. And so I ended up going to this person's house who I didn't even know. Slept on his floor. Was like sobbing, trying to fall asleep as these other two people are sleeping. Then I hear a ding, ding, ding come from my phone. And I look at my phone and it said that Cameron was tracking my phone. So at the time, this was back in 2013. Yeah. It wasn't how the iPhones are now, how you can like share each other's locations. Yeah. Um, Cameron was able to because he was the like head person on our um, phone plan. We shared the same phone plan. He somehow was able to go into it and track my phone without my permission, basically. Oh, yeah. So I saw that he's tracking my phone and I'm like, fuck, like he's going to show up here. It's going to cause a scene. I already felt like a burden on these two other people, even though I don't think they minded that I was there. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was like, I need to get out of here before anything happens. So I went home. Cameron was in bed and I just like slept on the couch and he tried to talk. And I was like, no, I have not slept. You just put me through a hell of a night. Leave me alone. So he ended up going to work. And I think the next day, like he came home and we talked and basically he denied everything, which is like. How do you deny something he that denied I... denied everything with me, too. Yeah. How do you deny something that I saw I saw with my own two eyes? Yeah. He, but he was like, those messages didn't mean anything. Like, and how can they not mean anything? Baby, try not to fall in love with me. Yeah. That would mean something. Yeah. When you're saying calling someone baby and sexy, yeah, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Those are not platonic words. No, they're not. Unless they're coming from me and you. Oh, well, yeah. But <laughs> baby, I love you. I love you, too, sexy. So I was like, okay, if those messages didn't mean anything, why did you tell her not to fall in love with you? And he was like, well, I'm just always really nice to girls. And then they always just end up falling in love with me. And I just did not want that to happen this time. And I was like, uh, who? 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 <laughs> who? <laughs> bitch, where? <laughs> bitch. Um, and so it was kind of just like hostile living environment, which... I caused all the hostility, of course. you did. (laughs) Um, For like a week after that, I was very, very upset with him. And then ended up just kind of like coming to my senses and being like, if Cameron and I break up, I have nowhere to go. I'm going to be homeless again. Um, I had started this full-time job, but I had just like ended the training period and was about to start Mm full-time. So I, at that moment, did not have the money to be living on my own. Yeah. 
so I was like, I need to do whatever I need to do just to make this relationship work for now. So I ended up telling him, you know what, Cameron, you go out, do whatever you want with whoever you want. Just please come home to me every night so I at least have that sense of security. He didn't say anything. Instead, he went into the bathroom to get ready for work and played Do the Humpty Hump on his phone at full volume. Could you imagine? Well, I'm trying to imagine him physically dancing in, to himself in the mirror, listening to the Humpty do the Humpty Hump, and I don't like what I'm imagining, so no. I can only imagine. Yeah, like I can you imagine just like being so vulnerable and heartbroken, and then having that happen? That was just a whole slap in the face more than he had already given me. Yeah. What happened next? Um, I had made a friend who I thought was gay. Turns out he wasn't and he had a thing for me. I was not into it. But at the time, I thought I was hanging out with a gay guy. Right. Something happened with Cameron and I ended up texting Cameron and being like, it's pretty fucking sad how I'm getting more attention from my gay guy friend than I'm getting from my own boyfriend. And he texted back saying, I guess we have a lot to talk about when you get home from work then. And I was like, yeah, I guess we do. And then that was the night we broke up. He had sat me down and said, you know what? You told me last week that you wouldn't mind if I just went out and did whatever I wanted with whoever I wanted and just come home to you every night. And honestly, I thought that was a pretty good deal. But I'm too nice of a guy to do that to you. But he was already doing that to yeah, you. Yeah, he was, but he was just denying it. He also said that he was realizing about himself that he was bisexual, which I feel okay saying that now because last I heard he was like fully out of the closet. Yeah, so people who know that I'm talking about, I'm not outing him or anything. But that was pretty fucked up that he used that as he used an that excuse. as an excuse rather than as mm-hmm. a hey i think i'm going through this thing mm-hmm. and it's confusing me mm-hmm. like there are ways to have that yeah. like bisexual conversation yes. with your partner and he did not go about it the right and way so the co-worker that he was messaging was saying baby sexy was female yeah so that's not that doesn't fit into the story no, that he's been doesn't. giving you yeah so anyways that was the night he left I'm pretty sure he just slept in his car until he found a new place because he knew I wasn't going to leave. You shouldn't have had to. No. I think he knew that. I think all of these lies was him, like, convincing himself that what he was saying was true because Mm -hmm. he would have drowned in his own guilt Mm -hmm. if he realized that what he was doing was wrong, you know? Absolutely. Um, So he ended up sleeping in his car. The next night, the night after he broke up with me, he texted me, I miss you. I hate it when people do that. I know. And at that point, I was in more clear state of mind than I was previously and I was like I cannot go into this back and forth all the time this stops here and I just did not respond to him um I'm pretty sure I was out with my coworkers that night and I like showed them I was like look what this motherfucker just texted me I was like I'm not responding and they're like all cheering for me and stuff but um 
Yeah, so that was the start of my hoe face. Oh, you were a lot. Yeah, but I honestly love that so much for me because oh, I feel like one. everyone, no matter who you are, you deserve to go through a hoe phase at least once in your life. And if you need to go through it twice, go through it twice. Go through it 10 times. I if don't you care. Need to. As long as you're safe. Be safe. Use condoms. Be honest with people. Mm-hmm. Don't hide any STDs. Get tested regularly. Get tested. Get that shit taken care of if you test positive for mm-hmm. something and don't just sleep with people. Yeah. Spreading it. Honestly, be a hoe. Be a hoe. Be a safe hoe and be a nice hoe. Yeah. If you're going to be a fuck boy or a fuck girl, that's fine. Just be honest about it, you know? Yeah. It takes away so much more of the drama. Anyways, I was going through my hoe phase at this point. I had made friends with all of my coworkers. We were going out like three or four times a week, mm-hmm. like out late at night until the clubs closed. Would have to be at work the next day. Oh, at I remember. 9 I would get phone calls from Drunk Panda. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> from Valerie. Oh, God. Valerie's my drunk alter ego. And I. We don't see a lot of her these days. That's great for me. She's still around. You <laughs> love Valerie. Don't lie. I love her sometimes. Most of the time. Anyways, that night that Cameron texted me, I miss you, I ended up going home with one of my coworkers. <laughs> Suck it. Which was like the start of everything else because like I had known what it was like to just be with one person yeah. for two and a half years. And then I'm now with this other guy who... Is a lot more satisfying. <laughs> but it was also really great because we had both communicated with each other that we were not looking for. He had yeah. just gotten out of a relationship, Dope. too. So we were both like, we don't want anything more than this. Let's just bang on the regular sometimes every once in a while. Yeah. You know, so that was great. But then there was um, one day soon after that that um, I had come home from work and walked into my apartment and a whole bunch of stuff was gone. Oh, Yeah, Cameron still had a key to the apartment, and I guess while I was at work, he went in there with one of his friends or coworkers or something and took a whole bunch of stuff, which was fine because a lot of that stuff was his, Mm -hmm. but also, like, let me tell me. That was really awful to come home to. You thought you got robbed, probably. I didn't even know what to think. It was just like a shock, and it wasn't good, and then he left a note on the counter that was really awkward and formal and it was like i wish you the best in all of your future endeavors i don't think he wishes me the best in this episode no i don't think so um so i texted him and i was like that was really not cool like i came home to this like you could have let me know and then he mentioned that he saw condoms in the bathroom garbage and he was really upset about it that's too bad and i was like you have no right to be upset about it and he was like well i still feel like you're mine and i was like first of all i'm not an object i'm not anyone's i am my own being person and second of all that is so selfish of you to even think after everything that you put me through. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, I guess you're right. That is pretty selfish. After that, I didn't really hear much from him. I know like right after we broke up, he got kidney stones, which I feel like that was karma <laughs> for him. Um, and then I started dating someone else. We ended up going to the casino that he worked at to gamble, but he had always worked the night shift and so we showed up 
uh, the like shift. the opposite shift and he was there working and i was like oh god i don't know what to do oh, and it was really awkward because the guy was dating like hit big on a table and like cameron like a whole bunch of other people that worked at the casino had to like come over to the table and like process things and it was just really awkward and i did not want to be in that situation i was like dude get your money let's go um I gotta go <laughs> so there was that and then i think the part that hurts the most about my whole relationship with Cameron was the message that his mom sent me after Mm -hmm. we broke up and it was just her telling me like, listen, I love you. I've watched you grow so much within these two and a half years, but I don't think it would be appropriate for us to be in contact with each other, to be Facebook friends, to have any sort of relationship, which hurts her a lot. I understand her point of view. I get where she's coming from. But also my point of view was. You had nothing. I had nothing. I had just been abandoned by my whole family. Yeah. Her and her husband were the only parental figures I had left. Yeah. And now I was being abandoned by them too. Mm -hmm. I spent that whole night crying. And I went to work that day and I was at work crying. And everyone was looking at me like I was a weirdo which i was but like i was really fucking hurt yeah of course you were that hurt that hurt more than cameron had ever hurt me Mm -hmm. i i do understand where she's coming from being a mom and that's what moms good moms Mm -hmm. you know should do in those cases especially considering she only knows what cameron told her right yeah and i wish Part of me wishes Petty Panda would have come out in that moment and messaged her back saying your son did this and this and this and this and this to me, whether he wants to admit it or not. Mm -hmm. But I didn't. I don't really. I wonder if I have that. I'll look to see. And again, what the fucking cat feeder. At least they were behaving themselves and I didn't have to lock him away this time. That's true. Hashtag free pockets. (laughs) I already had a listener say that. No way. I did. (laughs) Hashtag free pockets. Um, I do not have that message in you. I, so I don't remember what I responded, but it was like, and I, I love you message. Yeah. And thank it you was for everything that you've done for me. It was pretty simple like that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that really sucked. But as far as this episode, that's as far as we'll go. Um, we'll talk about Claudia in our next episode we'll talk about claudia in our next episode we'll talk about uh how that was a big issue between us and cameron Um, us and cameron but also this story really centers around how being a petty panda ended up getting me accused of attempted murder (laughs) yeah literally Mm -hmm. it did and then i got dragged into that as well Mm -hmm. so we both ended up being accused of attempted murder. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and we can also talk about how uh, Cameron awkwardly, kind of, sort of manipulated me as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. See you next week. Mm, bye. Bye. bye.